time for another edition of Singles Only Podcast. My name is Paul Farvar. On this episode, we have fertility expert and podcaster Valerie Landis also joining us as the voice of treason, Patty Vasquez. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen and also check out our sponsors. I want to welcome a new friend to the Singles Only Podcast. That is Sarah Jane. It's a boutique store for women in the heart of Old Town in Chicago. Sarah Jane is an independent clothing boutique store specializing in unique items you cannot find anywhere else. They have newer designers and merchandise, and they have a lot of fun events and parties, wine tastings, and fashion shows that makes them a little different than your regular boutique store. You come in, you feel welcome, you get great deals. They also have gift items for everyone. They've got all kinds of sizes for everybody and all kinds of price points, whether it's a gift or for just yourself. Check them out in the heart of Old Town at 1343 North Wells Street in Old Town or find them online at www.shopsarahjane.com. The number is 312-335-1962 or find them on Twitter and Instagram at Sarah Jane Chicago. That's Sarah Jane Chicago. Please tell them that Singles Only Podcast sent you, and you'll get a 15% discount. What? That is unheard of. See? There's a benefit right there of listening to the podcast. Please check them out. Again, 1343 North Wells Street in Heart of Old Town, right next to Small Cheval, 312-335-1962, or in Instagram and Twitter at Sarah Jane Chicago. All right. You've heard me talk about them before. And uh, if you are new to the podcast, you must know about my friend Scott Shapiro. Uh, If you have been injured on the job and need compensation, you may be entitled to payment for not only your medical treatment, but pay while you're off work and other compensation as well. My dear friend, attorney Scott Shapiro has been helping injured workers for 20 years here in Chicago. Contact him at 312-648-8800 or email him at Scott at scottshapirolegal.com. His law office is a full-service law firm, and in addition to workers' compensation cases and work injuries, the law office can handle any and all of your legal needs, including entertainment law. All consultations are initially free of charge, so do not take a chance and wait. Call him, 312-648-8800, or check out his website at scottshapirolegal.com. Let them know we sent you. Hey, guys, it's singles only time. Paul Farvar here. Patty Vasquez, how you doing? I'm very well. Thank you for this delicious tea, by the way. I think people should know that you stock a lovely collection of teas. I should I should look into a, a sponsor. tea sponsor because so. everyone always talks about tea right up top. And I think when people are listening, if they're not driving, they probably go, I'm going to get some tea. Yeah, this is cinnamon this tea, which is, is invigorating. It is invigorating. Is. That's the biggest word uh, we've used thus far. Excellent. Uh, thanks for joining us. We have a special guest who apparently uh, you said, and this is, I just got to give a backstory here, that we met uh, five years ago at uh, a bar in West Loop, and uh, and you said I invited you to uh, uh, a show at the Laugh Factory with my friends, and then, um, then I didn't see you until we matched on an application. 
Ooh. for online dating. How funny is that? Yeah. <laughs> How did that go? Valerie Landis. Joining Hi. Us, fertility expert and uh, podcaster herself. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know if that was me. We've already addressed this it was you, multiple Paul. times. Paul, um, I'm telling you, I don't forget a face. I remember you. Yeah, you I, have a very distinctive face. A lot of times people will say it's me and vice versa with Chris Bader, who's another comedian. And uh, especially late at night when people are drinking, I'm not accusing you of being... Uh, intoxicated you know what it was around valentine's day too you probably don't remember that i don't remember that at all and i'm really good about people that i've talked but i feel like people go out when it's valentine like because they're like oh i'm single Mm -hmm. i need to find somebody apparently i had a show that night so i was uh, not really how does it work when you being the voice of treason and someone who hasn't dated in over 23 years um how does it work when you match so did neither one of you follow through on it then is that no what happened was uh we, you met, and then you told me this story while we were talking, and then you we started, talked on the phone. We talked on the for phone. like an hour. Okay, after you yeah. matched. Yeah. Okay. That same night. Oh, all right. Was it, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Because you're like, oh wait, it's really late, and I was like, oh, I'm up twenty four seven all the time. Then we were talking about your podcast, right? And your and I said you should listen to mine. And then podcast. I was like, hey, listen, I'll be a fan, and I liked all of his stuff. And then it took him like a week for him to like anything back, but it's okay. <laughs> See, I'll forgive you. Not that anybody notices these things. See, I'm not the only one. I, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty active on the Instagram and, uh, all the other stuff on social media. So let's get, let's get into it. So you're single. I am. Why are you single? How is that possible? Well, that's a really great question. I think that I'm a product of our environment these days. Like we live in a very social media online world. And I think that it conduces, it's a conducive way to uh, meet people fast, but you don't necessarily have people that stick around. So are you scaring them away? Oh, no, I don't. I mean, unless you're looking at all of my egg freezing (laughs) fertility stuff and you think, oh, my God, I'm interviewing baby daddies, maybe. But are you? I'm not necessarily. I'm more looking for like the long term partner or like somebody that would be. You're forever. When you say that uh, the way, the environment we're living with, uh, you know, in, so, in social media, I th- do you think that makes relationships disposable in a way? Where yeah, I think it's just too easy. Yeah. You can meet someone every single night of the week. Mm-hmm. So why would you be loyal to any one person? It's new and fascinating and like people get a high off of it, I think. Yeah. And also uh, along those lines, you're able to uh, dismiss people when something triggers you that you're not interested in. like right. oh they, there's qualifying factors all the time they that... don't know who the counting crows are <laughs> that's an inside joke with patty but uh <laughs> but like you can Black there's there's things that you can automatically uh just dismiss uh, and and that's what sucks i think in a lot of ways because back in the day you stuck it out because you're like holy shit someone's talking to me like you're just <laughs> excited to find someone or the other at least from a guy's perspective and now guys have all these options mm-hmm. on all the apps or whatever. Well, I find that I think that the, that in a heterosexual relationship that the male party kind of runs the show because if they're not motivated, then it doesn't really benefit us to meet them out. Motivated? What do you mean by motivated? Motivated, motivated like, um, you know, you want to see who we are. You want to take us on a date. You want to proactively be the man. I think we've demasculized mm-hmm. men. In so many different ways. Oh, taking away the pursuit. Well, that's true. And also because you've demasked, if you want to call it demasculizing, that's a (laughs) word. I don't know. It it might be Val's vocab, but it is because a lot of guys are, can't do what they used to do in terms of approaching someone at a bar. 
uh, or don't feel comfortable mm -hmm. because they're that's creepy now. Well, meeting in real life is really challenging because you just don't know who is actually single. Mm -hmm. Rings don't really mean anything. Rings don't. That's true, I don't too. Even, I don't even have one. 19 years and counting. Exactly. Oh, and you're married, you Patty. I wear wings, yeah. But here's the thing. And, and uh, it's funny because I had a joke that addressed this. And it's, it's, I can't do it anymore because I sound like a complete dick. And it sounds very... But, but I used to meet people um, by just... Like, I would just yell a name. Oh, and like Sarah. I guessed it right. <laughs> and then and then just start talking to him. And that so wait, was like did a you move have like, that I did. Wait, did you have like did you have like a list of names that were the most common? Because yeah. like I could list out Michael is somebody who I always match with on the on the apps. There's like there's like a million Michaels. Mm -hmm. I'm like, which Michael are you? Right. I would. Go, I remember the bar was called Boundary, where it finally worked. <laughs> but I would yell like my favorite names like i just be like becky because i was in a band called becky's likes tigers or i just yell things and my friends would laugh so it was also like just sure. for comedy relief but then one time someone's like do we know each other and i was like yeah and i played it off for like 10 minutes and then it gets creepy but then i was like okay i'm just kidding and i told and then but we ended up going out or something so why something happened why'd you stop doing it because now it's offensive i think it is offensive to people to just yell out stuff and well, they, uh, no they say do i know you like it's yeah. like, wait a second. Why do you know my name? <laughs> I think I it's, think it's a, it's a creeper. I think it's offensive. I, I think oh. I, it's also and also another thing. You can't go to bars and like approach people. Sometimes will be people will be offended by that, especially if it's someone like me. Oh, <laughs> poor Paul. Well, I did just get out of a relationship, so like the past eight months, I was seeing somebody, but it kept being like not right. So you kind of like knew it was coming to an end, but you just didn't know how it was going to end. How soon did you know into the relationship? Is? <sighs> you know, oh, it, once again, it goes back to the guy not being into you enough or, or, uh, it's the guy being in charge, like not putting it, enough effort. in. Yeah. Or if they just don't want a relationship, the same level that you want a relationship, then we're looking at life whole, di whole differently. Well, so. you said eight months. What's the longest relationship you've ever had, Valerie? Four years. Four years. I've wow. actually had a four-year relationship in high school, a four-year relationship in college, oh, and wow. a four-year relationship early in my career. So, I mean, like, I'm great with relationships when they're the right ones. I think I outgrew a lot of the guys that I was seeing for some period of time. It just didn't lead to marriage, family, and kids, which is why I froze my eggs. So. <laughs> Does that make you concerned that, uh, you know, when, that you outgrow somebody that that might continue? I think it's just like the evolution of people when you mm -hmm. are that young, when you're 20s and you're, you know, or even 18 and 19 and 20. Those are not the relationships, I think, that make it long term because you're you're still figuring out who you are as a person like that's it, or where your career is going to go or like all those things. Those factors are important. Have you ever lived with any of these people? Um, I sort of lived with, I mean, I still had my own place, but he lived in the burbs and I lived in the city. So I did live in the burbs. It's not really living with someone. If you have like well, a Well, during the week. No, <laughs> but no, seriously though. But like during the week, um, because of my day job was in pharma sales and I was in the suburbs all the time, I'd stay with him during the week and then we'd go to the city for a fun weekend. So it worked out great for a while until we both got laid off in like the 08 crash mm -hmm. of everything and then your relationship really comes to a test because i think that's what um you know hardship and whether a relationship can go through those those tough times is whether it's going to make it on the long haul i don't know are you um so 
this last date, when did you break up with this guy? Like how long? Well, the eight was, month there? Uh, you know, I had a car accident, oh. like right at the end of the month, um, in, oh, right before right. Christmas. And when someone doesn't message you back for 48 hours after, you know, you say, you text them, you tell them, Hey, I'm I was in, in a car, car accident. Yeah. You kind of knew like, you just don't care about me as like the level I care about you. Yeah. Oh. I'm in the so. emergency room and you don't hear back from them. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. like, there's no, there, you can't come back from that. Have you no. had any luck with any of these uh, apps at all? Like, have you or the swiping? Oh, the swiping. all the swiping. Did you did you meet this eight month? No, we swiper? met in real life. That's I think why it stuck out for such a long period of time is because he met my sister. He was like oh, ingrained. Wow. Yeah, like he That's met uh, you know friends and coworkers. Now he was like really into his friends, and I feel like didn't reciprocate. And that should have been a warning sign too, you know, did like you he's show just him, not that into you. Did you show him your frozen eggs? Do you have those at your house? <laughs> These are my eggs. Well, it's pretty much all online. Like oh. all of my egg, uh, extravaganza. I'm just kidding. I know yeah. first people are probably like, Paul, you're so dumb. Like the eggs that you freeze aren't at your house, right? Right. They no, they're right? not. Okay. They're in just long-term sure. storage. Like yeah. Vet. Yeah. Can you go yeah. visit them at any time? I probably could. I mean, I wave to them, you know, as I drive by on the highway. I have hey, one Michael, set of eggs. These are my eggs. Well, so I've, I've, frozen, I've frozen twice, and I'm actually planning on freezing the third time here Why? coming up. Well, so it's a numbers game. It's all egg math. Yeah. And um, statistically, you know, women have a shorter timeline for children and biological clock than men. Men make new sperm every three months, whereas women we only have as many eggs as we'll ever have. Mm-hmm. So when you run out, you run out. So when you when you think of egg freezing, it's really saving your eggs because you're going to discard them anyways. And so we take hormones for two weeks and then you extract them and, and they go in a freezer, kind of like what you're thinking. And it's great because then you can have the opportunity down the road to be a parent, a biological parent. Would you, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out the math. So you've done it twice and you do it a third time. Do they do like a discount once you hit like <laughs> Well, it- I probably could have worked out a discount except for that I went to three different clinics. And that was going to be my next question. I, if I were, I think that I would spread it out just in case, you know, yeah. you don't know if a generator goes out. Or well, no, but, but I, I think it's it- more so about the employees. So the, yeah, the right. lab is really super important. Your doctor's mm-hmm. important too, but There's, your lab is important. People lose them all the time. In fact, they covered this on an episode of of Barney Miller in 1970. Come on. Well, it was sperm bank. He had a vasectomy okay. and uh, and uh, they lost his sperm and there was a whole episode was dealing with the people that yeah. are artificial insemination, all this stuff. And this is 1979 on the show Barney Miller, which I haven't talked about on this. You have never have. I know. Webster, I know I've discussed, but... He doesn't have uh, Netflix. <laughs> I, well, so he watches so, me TV. But, my choice, but, I hear. Well, I think it's I think it's smart though too. Plus, it's not just the volume; it's also the age. You you know, to yeah. have younger eggs is also yeah. a, so it's smart. it's the number of eggs and the quality of eggs. But unfortunately, right. we don't know the quality of eggs until we try to inseminate them with a sperm. Right, right, because you don't know what your the, partner or a donor. Right, because you don't know the genetics. Yeah, you don't have the other in. half. It's only twenty three right. chromosomes. So I'm assuming then you want to have kids. I think so. I just want the option. I mean, yeah, I, I guess it'd be safe to say that I'm trying to give my mother hope that she will be a grandmother someday. But, um, but more Does she so, visit the eggs? Uh, no, no, no. She doesn't even actually listen to anything that I create often okay. at all. 
like she's like I just don't get what you're doing I was like oh mom I'm just being creative like I'm helping other women understand their options because really egg freezing has um was approved in in 2012 the end of 2012 so it hasn't been around insurance you mean or for well for for women to do it where it's not for a medical reason so like if you have cancer or something so it was approved by the um ASRM oh American study of reproductive medicine, allowing women to freeze for elective reasons, which was always been kind of controversial. What do you think about women who donate their eggs for, for money? Like trying to, Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, but most of those women are 20. I just think the disservice is that no one counsels them how they could do this for themselves. And so then if something were to happen to them later in life, or they don't find their partner till 40 and all of a sudden they can't biological have biologically have their own child, but yet their child is running out there somewhere with someone else. That's smart. Yeah. It's just, it, it's, it's, I just too found bad. a guest from my they show. Don't, you can continue with your show. <laughs> well, I, I, I'm just saying like, it just is too bad that they don't counsel better that, you know, cause I think every woman should do this as soon as they get out of college. It's like adding to your resume. Um, it just widens the options and the money that you spend freezing your eggs at 20 will be much less than if you wait till you're 40 because you just don't have as good of results. You double your medication doses. That's expensive. When you're meeting these guys on apps and everything like that, are you thinking this? It's got to be in your head that like when you meet someone, you're thinking of your eggs and you're like, well, is this going to be a potential? Um, I think you can separate dude. the two. Yeah, you totally can. So, so I do this as this is my day job, right? So right. medical sales, women's health. I've been in it for 15 years, actually. Also, like tried to reinvent the condom at one point. I mean, I've been part of tons of startups. Reinvent the condom? Yeah, that's a whole nother topic. But, you know, sexual health and um, STDs are the number one deterrent for infertility issues. And so preventing that kind of thing in your younger years, which now one in three situations, sexual situations equals an STD. That's how common. Uh, yeah. So be careful out there. Well, most of that is that uh, HPV, right? <laughs> no, no, no. There's so many uh, chlamydia, gonorrhea. I mean, don't even get me started. I, I'm like kind of know too much. So it's hard to to relax because you can't like, you're just thinking, Oh my God, Are like, you- it's because people don't get tested. So they don't even know what they have. And then they lay dormant and men are usually the dispersers Carriers. and women are the hosts because you know and are you finding that more because i i obviously again off the market for 23 years are men uh, less likely to want to use a jimmy these days <laughs> i mean i think it's jimmy. definitely i did I, it, it's definitely old. a debate I say rubber I, I mean i think that gosh i it's such a it, i think you need to have those conversations before the situation actually starts occurring right? because otherwise it's, it's a surprise like, yeah well you don't know what everyone's thinking and that's not the time in the heat of the passion in the moment to figure that out well have the this reinventing reinventing of the jimmy how's that going along <laughs> well there used to be a lot of medical um regulations it, what was the so oh. it's an internal condom right so think of a female version or an oh. internal version of a condom and you know part of the reason i was really passionate about this is because it gives at least the other sex something control that, over yeah the yeah because i mean like we're living in this very feminine age right but we're not necessarily always able to control those things and then it doesn't depend on whether the man can stay right because not right in the heat of the moment a guy's like oh it just feels better it's not the same right with it on and you, you know? can insert it that's up exactly to eight hours before you need it so that's the real key thing <laughs> is that if you know like hey this is what i my plan is tonight then you can protect yourself like there's some women out there that or uh, people out there that will get really plastered and then 
not remember what happened in, in those moments. And that's really unfortunate, like in the college um, oh, yeah. sector, you know, that they get to the blackout stage where, you know, they could have. Or Vegas. Or Vegas. Mm-hmm, yeah, I'm sure. sure. But SD, but SDIs, <laughs> STDs are not fun and people don't find them. One in three. Yeah. Well, so what's interesting is I went on a date right before the holidays and, um, <laughs> I, so the guy was like, I, I really don't understand what you do. And cause he's like a traditional nine to five. And I was like, well, here, let me break it down for you. And I kind of explained, you know, I'm doing women's health, sexual health, like STIs. He's like, what? He like, couldn't even like, couldn't even fathom or break down like the fact that I'm in this world. Like he was so turned off. He's like, well, does that mean you have an STD? And I was like, no, I'm helping people not have STDs. Like it's all about good sexual health. And like, if you look at the Netherlands, the Netherlands has amazing health education, sex, sex education, that they're the lowest STI rates in the world. And so I think it's because of the lack of talking about it in schools at certain ages and covering those bases. Like, you know, as a children, you should be learning about your body. What is a male parts? What is a female parts? Right. And then you then learn about the other sex when you're like in junior high, because you're starting to have puberty and all those things. Like there should be a progression. And then by the time you get to college or high school, you understand what these acts really mean, like what it means to be in a sexual relationship. But Valerie, that stuff is so icky. <laughs> People get really grossed out by well, they, parts. We they have to make it parts. normal, though. But no. they changed it, too. So it used to be STDs, which sound a lot No, no, no. It's dirtier. both. So but STI sounds cool. So people are like, oh, whatever. No, no. It's, it's like infection a, it's like versus disease. Yeah. Oh. So there's so, a difference between Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. There's certain that. STIs and then there's certain STDs. So there's different classifications of what, like herpes would technically be a, a, an infection. Mm. Why are you both I mean, a disease. Me? Sorry. <laughs> a disease because it's lifelong, right? But anyways. How do you... So... When you said you met this guy and he was asking you questions. Oh, yeah. I totally think he's he's blowing me off because he's like, oh, I'm too yeah, freaked out by this. Someone talks about that. Do you, um, when you are going to hook up with a guy on these things, do you like ask them to, to show like their results? Because I mean, if you've been tested, well, there's a new, it's there's on a new app. Phone. There's a new app there's called app Safe. Yeah. So one of my entrepreneur friends, there's an app, uh, um, a swiping app called Safe. And it um, makes you put in your sexual health and um, test results. So the problem is only 17% of the market even tests at all, ever. Like even Test once, themselves? Yeah, tests once a year. When's the last time you got an STI test? Uh, October. Okay. All right. Well, so you're not normal. <laughs> do you I have, got it twice a month. Do doctors no. not recommend it? Is that when patients no, come in? No, no. It's just so, that they're inconvenienced. Like who wants to go to their doctor for the purpose of like, hey, I'm, uh, I just hooked up with my ex and then I'm sort of seeing this new person. So I need to make sure that I'm clear. Well, people can also, when you go uh, for your annual checkup or whatever, it's certainly, I, I have Yeah, but women only go once a year for our annual paps. Yeah. So I'm sure you've had more than one relation, sexual relationship than- once without a jimmy i just want to say <laughs> well, jimmy again no but no, no no it has nothing to do whether you wear a condom or not you can still pass scis through um condom use wait what yeah yeah well, the it, ones on the edges and stuff you can get a uh, um what is it called well skin to skin concepts yeah and all that kind of stuff it's not sexy it's not fun let's go back to eggs because egg freezing <laughs> eggs. is is so well, much let's more go, let's go back to when you're when you're dating mm-hmm. you you're going on these apps are you on multiple apps right I'm now? i'm on every single app. okay so you're you're <laughs> I'm looking open for business you're, yeah you're <laughs> like looking to have on. kids right you want to get married I mean, and have kids i, I think the traditional route? i think the traditional route makes sense because people understand it um, I'm not really big with labels and I don't really feel like, um, a piece of paper makes 
a good relationship. I think that you have to have a partnership. I want, you know, find my Bonnie and Clyde type of situation where, you know, ride or die, you know, like (laughs) here's my partner, here's my partner for life. I don't know. But I get it. Well, it's easier to find your partner in crime where you're ride or die or whatever as you get older because there's less time. You've already grown as a person. And we've said this before. uh, Meeting someone later in life is going to be more likely to be a successful relationship if you've already grown, you've already established yourself and uh, your uh, personality and what you're into and what you're not to, what you're not into, as opposed to someone that's like a high school sweetheart. Like Mm -hmm. you're that stuns your growth. Well, you have to constantly be working on yourself. I think that, you know, when you stop trying to learn, then it, or even learn about the person, then that's where like, you get too complacent, you get too relaxed. I mean, I like relationships to be comfortable. You should be able to be honest and truthful and, you know, upfront and talk about whatever is on your mind. Um, But there has to be compromise. I don't know if you ever um, listened to the psychologist, Jordan Peterson. He has some great, like, relationship advice, um, 12 beatings for life. And just talks about like how successful relationships really make it even like these days. Cause it's changed so much from like my grandparents have been married for oh, 70 absolutely. years. My parents right. have been married for 45. I mean like, are they happily married though? Let's be honest. I mean, there's definitely struggles. <laughs> they, they had to go through so many different my phases parents have of been life. Married for 50 years and they hate each other. So it's, I mean, <laughs> they, they live in the same house, but do they tend to hate everything though? No, I think I think that that that's a thing, and that goes back to my perspective on relationships. Because when you're in a marriage, you're with that person, ride or die, like you say. But you also are making so many sacrifices along the way. But if you're later in life, you've met someone, there's less sacrifice because you've already you're already set in your ways, for for lack of a better word. Well, there has to be compromise. There has to be compromise. I mean, that's part of a relationship is saying, hey, this is what's important to me. I see what's important to you. Yeah, I'm going to prioritize you and what I need to and find a happy medium. Everything in moderation, including moderation. Marriage is a stunt to your growth. I said it. Or it it could be an amazing partnership where, um, you know, you can go fast by yourself or you can go far with someone else. Well, you mentioned that, uh, you you know, you want someone to to still be interested in learning more about you. I think also you need to be interested in learning about yourself, right? Yeah, totally. I think wow, that helps. that's not that's not that's something deep. that you would be. That's that's not a team patty thing to say. What do you mean? Growing individually before you grow. Independ- no, while even while you're still in the relationship, I still have to be curious about myself and continue to be curious about my husband. Well, I think it's important to feed um, the things that you know you're passionate about and that you care about, and that you don't forget those things just because you're in a relationship. It's easy to get really lost in a in a relationship. It's the same thing as being a parent. If you don't continue to be the best person you are, if people sacrifice par- themselves in order to be oh, a absolutely. parent, oh, absolutely, that's the ultimate and, sacrifice, right? And the, but but you also have to protect some of your personality and part of who you are and your integrity to be a better parent too. I just, yeah. I think, well, I think raising children is tough. It's really hard and it's so much better in a partnership than trying oh, to do no it doubt. alone. I have way too many amazing women friends, um, who are awesome. They're lawyers, they're doctors. They, you know, they, they're highly educated, multiple degrees and they've ended up, you know, doing parenthood alone because the partner just wasn't there. But a lot of that, that you see a lot of that because again, they're growing individually, which harms the personal relationship. I just think men have not stepped up. I'm sorry. I just think that there's it's just a lack true. of, you, you, we've made We're it selfish. really easy for you all. And maybe that goes back to education too. You know, if you're learning about yourself at an early age, about your body and what that relationship is with the other there's person. There's more women in college these days than Did ever you before. have that sex talk with your parents? Did you ever have you that? You know what? Did My they... parents, I grew up in a very religious household, like beyond religious. I never had the sex talk either. Did I mean, you have it? No. 
No. Don't get so excited. It was just a known fact that you weren't supposed to do so that. So how did you marriage. learn about sex? Like I learned, um, I remember watching a porno that we found at, uh, a, Chris, at a birthday party. It was a taboo. That, was, was, that uh, was the one I saw. It was, it was called Delicious. Oh, God. <laughs> and we didn't know what was happening. We were like, right. I was like... Cause I was like, I don't know, God, I must've been like 10 years old, but I just thought boobs were cool. And I was like, ew, what's going on down there? Like, I didn't know like what sex was and mm-hmm. I didn't ever learn until like later in life. I feel no really fortunate. Had I had a really great first boyfriend who we both were virgins and we both, you know, explored this together Aww. and it was just a very nurturing relationship. I mean, we were so much of a team. In high school? In high school. That's amazing. Yeah. It, my first No girls would make out with me in high school, so. And, um, well, he was like, you know, highly de- desired, but then again, I was a cheerleader too. So I feel like, but you weren't pressured and that's ma- important. No, no, no. Right? It was, uh, no, it was something that we talked about. It was something that we explored and went through the phases. It wasn't like, Oh, what was, bam. His, what was his background? He you was know? 20 years older than you. No, <laughs> no, he was actually only a year and a half, but, um, I don't know. I think it's like lit up talking about him. Are you no, still I mean, in he, touch with him? No, not at all. Guy. He's married and, um, and has Three, You're like maybe he was two in kids? San Francisco yesterday. I mean, I just saw it on Facebook. No big deal. But. No, I just, I, I just am very thankful for that relationship yeah. because it, you know most women their first sexual experience is very negative or very forced or very sure. like I got to get rid of it. I mean, even just the culture. There's a couple even for of, guys too. I would yeah, say. yeah, it's all about hurry up and lose your virginity. In fact, I find it really funny because The Bachelor right now. Are you guys watching The Bachelor? Colton um, Underwood. Yeah, he's a virgin. I but, watched it, but, I but, heard about but it. and he used to be a football player. So like, put think about all the you know opportunities uh, yeah or just very <laughs> suggestive situations he was in we were ta- someone was talking about recently that um on the east coast in the it's popular in new york and in, in uh, those areas where an older whether it's a relative an uncle or dad will take a kid and uh, uh and take them to a hooker uh, to have their first experience oh, I'm, I'm i don't know where i read that somewhere but mm. I'll, a, a, a lot of comedians will talk about it they're mm. like yeah that's how i lost my virginia it's like why would you do that like now that's how you're going to view sex for the rest of your life. Well, and think about the uh, sort of movies that we grew up on, like Porky's and Revenge of the... It's all about, you know, trying to get laid or see naked girls. Or, no, do you guys remember when um, Pretty Woman came out? Like, I remember the first time I watched that, my mom found out and, like, freaked out. Like, I was like, oh, my God, it wasn't even that bad. But it's the whole concept of sex, right? Mm-hmm. And not being comfortable with it. I don't know. I think I think there's a better way to raise children and to teach them about these things so it's not shameful. So Because it's part of life. It, and it should be. And having a good sex relationship is important in a relationship. I mean, you know, having how, that physical connection. I, I, I think I think you're right. But in theory, that all makes sense. But like, I cannot imagine sitting with my parents when I'm in even in, in junior high or high school and having a sex talk. I think like, no, I I'm, just I'm think saying I think that's where the education process needs yeah. to step in. Well, we had health class in our class. Teaching our abstinence school. is not teaching. No, no, no. We ta- they taught us ed. about sex. We were kind of liberal for the west suburbs, but we had a health class, but even then like it's not really teaching you really what sex is about. Well, I can tell you so many women even in their th- late 30s, don't know how their bodies work. They don't oh, yeah. understand That's their 100%. menstrual cycle. They don't understand when they can get fertile. I mean, I was just at a birthday dinner this this past Saturday, and I have a girlfriend who's 43, and she was like, oh, well, I'm dating, and I hope I meet somebody, and if it, you know, if it happens, we'll have kids. And I'm like, dude, 
you're 43. That's not like, it's not just going to happen. It's going to be harder. It's yeah. no, it's not beyond harder. It's like, it's going, you it's need really help. Hard, yeah. Like that's why science exists. And so egg freezing is great because it's the first technology that kind of puts us on the same playing field as, as the men's biological reproductive system. There's a great episode of Orange is the New Black where the women realized a lot of them didn't know there were two op- openings, one where a woman urinates and the other where the birth oh, canal is. It, it's a whole episode. The vagina and the urethra? Yeah. Gosh. Yeah, it's a whole episode. I didn't, I didn't know that until like I was late in, later in life, too. Wow. Greg, Ger- Greg Giraldo actually has a bit about that, too, where Does he's it? like, well, I don't, oh. do I know where women pee from? I don't yeah. understand. Yeah, I, it's you're not. I mean, I think you're you're absolutely right. I don't know, but again, that's icky to people. You know, well, I, even I talk just about this egg a lot. freezing, yeah. even just egg freezing is really shameful for some women to even want to talk about because it means like they have to give up or like they're they're um, wrong for wanting or desiring these feelings, having these feelings. I think it takes the pressure off of you to meet someone like right oh, now because I know a lot of once women. someone does it, yeah. Can I ask how expensive? I'm just curious. Well, so, okay. So I work in the industry, so I kind of have like the inside scoop of things. Um, I mean, she nationally, for one discount. nationally, it should be around $5,000 for the clinic fees. And then meds should usually always be separate. I always think it's conflict of when um, the meds are included in a cycle, because then that means they're creating some kind of deal with the manufacturer. And who knows if you're getting stemmed at the right level for your 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 blood and like what your test results come back and, and it say. costs more if you're older too um i mean because sometimes sometimes you have lower egg reserves so there's something uh. called um um having a an antrophollicle count and um that's where an ultrasound you know you put an ultrasound up there and you see how many follicles you're producing on a regular cycle and then um amh levels are really important too so that that's a simple blood test and those two factors together can kind of dictate whether you're a good candidate for egg freezing. I always say you should egg freeze regardless of what your relationship status is, because even people that are married, like I, I have a, my brother is married for five years and they're actually pregnant with their first baby right now, which is exciting because it's taking even more pressure off because my mother's like, you know, I, I know yeah, you have these, you have I know you have these 30 eggs nephews, frozen, but uh, it's not good enough. You, right. I, I had four children and you're the oldest, like where, you know, do pull your weight. But, um, but so I even told them like when they were newly, you know, married that they should probably make, make embryos together, which most people so don't think about. So what's the rate approximately? What's the lowest rate for that? Well, so IVF, which is fertility, um, the uh-huh. full cycle. So retrieving the eggs and, um, then putting them back in you, which the is whole process. transfer Kid is about $12,000 gotcha. nationwide. Um, so egg freezing is about half of that. Um, and it varies, you know, some, some, I mean, ever since like Apple and Facebook started paying for it. So some of these clinics have really high rates, like seven or eight or even $9,000 because, well, they don't care because the, the employees are getting it paid for by their, uh, companies. So I'm, I'm, I'm actually like challenging the clinics to have more skin in the game and to not just freeze people's eggs, take their money and say, good luck. I want them to care about the results, care about the outcomes. Cause it's all about how well a technician and embryologist can freeze because that detectates whether you can thaw. Right. So about 12 eggs equals one live birth. But if you think about how many steps there are to a live birth, that's a lot of steps, you know, but what like, is it so? Let's just say you meet someone. Um, a woman, well, it's not you because you've already froze your eggs, and uh, the guy and girl are dating for a while. And she's like, "Well, I'm 40, so what's where's this going?" You can always try naturally. That's the best part. This no, no, no. What I'm saying is, like, if if a guy says, if a guy says to a, a, a woman saying, "Hey," she's like, "Where's this going?" And he says, 
you should freeze your eggs because we're not going anywhere. You can't. That's frowned upon, right? Patty's already fucking <laughs> well, laughing. Well, I mean, because I, I, I think I'm not men are I super interested for... into this subject because it does take the pressure off you. It does. Fuck yeah. Like I'm, I'm going <laughs> to. You can be like, hey. So I, think so right. I know this girl. How is it? How is it to, <laughs> Go to her. What's the best way to say that? Like, to let's say you're in a relationship for three to six months. Yeah, no. Well, we're I, just speaking hypothetically. I mean, at 40 is not really a great time. To okay. What about 33? It, okay. So, so I've heard a lot of men say that they well, avoid. First, let's answer this question okay. because this is, this is going to be educational for guys who are, but, but it depends how old she is. So, okay. you know, women that are in that 33 to 37 range, they're the most crucial that need to freeze. Um, and so I find that like a lot of men say they don't date women in that category because women have such a finite period of time yeah, that I, they got to make everything happen. Jim Cornelison said that on the podcast. And uh, I've, ever since he's told me that, I've been like... So I've younger, younger or yeah. older. Yeah, so or, it's actually been harder dating kids. at 36 than it's been at 30. And it's not because... It's because the six age gap, because it's and now I'm in that red zone. So again, back to the question. Uh, how is it that if they're... Let's just say they're between 30 and 35. A guy... That's... It's obviously inappropriate to be like, hey, uh, if someone's like, where is this going? Be like, I don't know. Uh, I need some more time. Maybe you should freeze your ex. Guy can't If you're going to pay for it. Oh, yeah. If, if he's going to pay for it. I mean, it, I guess it's kind of like a boob job, right? That? Like if you really are into uh, boobs and you say, hey, girlfriend, I want to see you, you, you have really small a, a cups <laughs> and yep. I really want you to be a C. Uh-huh. Here, I'll pay for your boob job. I don't think it's as bad as saying here you should get new boobs. It's, it's I mean, kind okay, of on the same the thing. level though, Do right? You, d- does the guy want kids? I mean, that's really the question. If he does, he would be smart to say, hey, girlfriend. Let's freeze your eggs because I, I need yeah. three to five years to figure out my life. Right. Sure. And if you're going to pay for it. Like, why are you least... walking away? Well, the best part about egg freezing <laughs> is that you can always pick the other half or the partnership later. Um, so when people make embryos, you've decided who the father and who the That's mother right, is. So making embryos is much more risky than freezing your own DNA. But it's better results if you're older. We uh, we are out of time. We've gone yeah, we, over. Well, I'm going to have her on my yeah, show. This we'll, could, this will continue on WG we'll have Radio. To talk about this. Yeah, listen to her on Patty's show. Valerie, where can people find out more about uh, your uh, your fertility expertise? And sure. Uh, yeah. So I have a podcast called Eggology Club. So eggologyclub.com. You can join our egg club. Um, I also have a very great um, educational website that I started five years ago called experience.com. Not so. the diner. Not the diner in Chicago. No. I bet they were uh, mad about that, weren't they? Oh, they get that well, website? I don't know how they didn't have that website already, but yeah. I owned it. So nice work. Yep. And, um, and then I'm, right now I'm producing a uh, video docu-series that you can watch what egg freezing really looks like from start to finish called this is egg freezing. So that'll be out soon. Um, dot com. This is egg freezing.com. And, um, I actually run a consulting business as well, helping women go through making a whole game plan on how they should. Do you have their one eggs. website where people can get all this stuff? Um, you yeah. Should. If you go Valerie Landis at three sixty, you, you can go. pretty much find all my social and that works. Yep. I'm on everything. I'm a Facebook. Fan. I'm in Twitter. Instagram. Thanks, Valerie, for yep. uh, this very Thanks educational episode e- of educational? Singles Only. Eggs. Oh, <laughs> Next yeah. time we'll find out more about your relationship. We didn't hardly have any egg puns. I mean, normally that's the biggest. I'm not a punner. Um, okay. Thanks, Valerie, for coming on. Thanks, Patty, for being the voice of reason. I question mark. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is Paul Farver. Thank you guys all for listening. Uh, please subscribe and look out for our new uh, live podcasting we're going to be start doing if you live in Chicago. Bye.